Welcome back to a Slice of Empathy podcast. My name is Valerie, and today we have a bonus episode. I want to thank everyone who's reached out to me about my last episode. Um, It was honestly incredibly liberating to begin to share my story. And I'll be honest, there were many traumatic details that I did end up leaving out. Um, I think part of it was in a subconscious effort to forget and honestly not relive a lot of the memories. Um, I feel like a lot of the trauma would have been deeply triggering to our listeners. Although I think more of the details might come up further as we progress. So today I will be honest, I had actually just got done donating plasma earlier. I'm a little winded, um, but everyone else is out of the house uh, and I'm in my office and I figured it was a perfect time to record our bonus episode and maybe our next episode as well um, because batch recording is super helpful, you know, especially on days I have extra time. That way, you know, I don't have to worry about uh, getting the, the next episode out on schedule. So that way I can just focus on editing, which is nice. Earlier today, I had donated a plasma and then I went to pick up a... Uh, like a little uh, milk tea drink to kind of um, wake me up a little bit and uh, some food and I'll admit I was feeling a little bit out of it Um, honestly wasn't really having the best day Um, and it's funny I was ordering some pokey um, and the lady was super helpful had me try samples and then finally we got on the topic of um she asked if I had had my blood drawn I'm like oh yeah I did and she's like oh did you donate blood I'm like well actually I donated plasma and uh, she's like oh wow she that's like that's a really awesome thing to do I'm like oh yeah and I was just feeling so out of it and she's like oh you know um would you like I know you gotta stay hydrated would you like a Lilacoy passion fruit juice on the house I'm like oh okay sure and you know, if you've ever been into like a poke place, it's those like little, um, those cans that like they have Lilacoy, they have orange guava, those types of drinks that, you know, that are very also common in Hawaii, you know, that we have them all over here in California. I'm not sure about other states, but like they're super common here as well. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And she was super nice. It was almost like a breath of fresh air because I was just not going to get into the nitty gritty, but I wasn't having the best day. Um, and It was just like that ray of light, you know, like when you're just having the worst day and like something just the littlest thing like happens to kind of turn your day around. That's basically what happened to me. And she was just so nice. She had, I don't even know if she (laughs) could tell I was feeling uh, like upset at all, but she was just so nice. And I'm like, oh, what a, what a nice gesture, you know? Um, and I just wanted to share that because sometimes, you know, it's just the little things. And I was actually telling someone recently that, when being asked, like, how how do I deal with this time, like, you know, from having a bad day? And I honestly think, like, even if, like, it just seems like nothing else could go wrong, I try to focus on that, the one thing that may have gone right. And it can be anything. It could be the coffee you made that morning. Maybe it was extra good, you know, or, and you know, in this case, it was just a super nice cashier. Maybe she had no idea what was going on, but, like, she offered me... A free drink, <laughs> you know, just 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 because I had gotten done donating earlier, and you know, I never expect anything, you know, and um, but you know, you have this, you know, you have the gauze and stuff wrapped around your arm, so sometimes people notice. Um, so yeah, it, she was super super nice. So I wanted to 
just like, you know, super off chance that she'd ever be listening to this podcast. But, you know, thank you so much for making my day uh, a bit better. And it's just those are the things I like to focus on, even when it just feels like maybe everything else is going wrong. Okay, so (laughs) enough of that detour. Um, This uh, bonus episode is going to be about sexuality and, you know, we will get into different, uh, not, you know, none of my episodes are going to be graphic or anything like that, but, you know, it is going to be an honest conversation around sexuality. So if that is something that makes you uncomfortable, I would advise clicking out and skipping this episode. Okay, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. I think we are going to talk about sexuality in terms of a broader scale and as well as my personal experiences. And I was actually inspired to do this episode after some feedback about my my last episode. And I know a lot of people in my life were shocked um, about some of my revelations. And it was to be expected uh, because literally only like two people knew um, in my personal life. there are some really close-knit um, friend groups that I'm in that I've, you know, people who are of, a, of similar interests and backgrounds who also may know. But as far as my personal life, only like maybe like a hand, less than a handful of people knew um, about the fact that I'm, I am bi. And there are several... Um, different types and layers of bisexuality um and i don't want to spend the whole podcast picking those apart because you know there are some things that i am honestly still learning i will be completely transparent i am still learning a lot of you know the different sexuality types and what they mean um but you know for mike in this in this total disclaimer um I, you know, I'm still ignorant about a lot of different types of sexualities, genders, all of that. So, you know, I'm still learning. I'm a millennial. I was raised in a very heteronormative upbringing in terms of everyone that I knew uh, or that was close to me was straight (laughs) or straight presenting or I had no idea that you know about their sexuality um I and I will say I was raised in the Bay Area it's a very diverse area but even back in the early late 90s early 2000s things were very much different than they are today um you know that was 20 years ago um 20 plus years ago things were very different. Um, and I think that shaped me a lot versus had I grown up more within maybe like the last 10 years, like if I was a Gen Z, maybe things would have been, have been a little bit different. I don't know. But yes, so I feel like it took me uh, a while to come out because I was raised in a very heteronormative environment and because I did not have or didn't know anyone who was on the LGBTQ spectrum. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't have, there wasn't a whole lot of representation. Um, You know, we know what straight is. We, you know, I I think we knew what, um, you know, what gay was, you know, what it meant to be gay. 
But other than that, that was it. Like, we didn't know about, I, I didn't know about this whole spectrum. Like, you know, things, I'm still learning about things like biromantic. Um, we did know about something called bi-curiosity. Um, and growing up for me, I, some of my early indicators of being bisexual were discovering, or at the time I didn't know, but I, you know, as I said, I had a crush on my fifth grade teacher who happened to be a woman. I never talked about it because I just felt like I was weird. I didn't know what that meant or what, you know, that bi was a thing. I mean, this was, this was like in the like late nineties. I, I didn't know. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even dare mention it to anyone just because it's like, I was already, school's already hard. It's already a hard time. You know, I was dealing with trauma in my home life, um, being bullied at school. So it's like, I didn't want to add one, <laughs> one more thing to my struggles. Um, so I kept it to myself. Um, as I grew older, I discovered I had a crush on Jillian Anderson from the X-Files. You know, I thought David Duchovny was also hot, but I, I'd never admitted it, but I had a crush on both David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson. And even now, I think, you know, when folks ask, hey, you know, who's your childhood crush? Like, I, I would just maybe name David Duchovny, or people would just assume that David Duchovny is the one I was crushing on, right? They would just naturally assume that it was a guy. Um, but a lot, no, I, I've had a crush on Jillian Anderson probably since I was about 10 or 11 years old when I started watching The X-Files. Um, didn't really think much of it. I mean, I guess at the time, um, I didn't, there was, I didn't really know that there was like a label, I guess, so to speak. And I know people have different feelings and thoughts on labels, and there's good and bad in both. But, and then I got into Sailor Moon, and there was a couple, there was a couple that was a lesbian on the show. And I love to write about them. And I went through a period of time where I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'm lesbian, I don't know. And then I will be getting to this in my next episode, but then, you know, I met my, you know, my, my, my boyfriend, you know, my, now my husband at the time. And I'm like, well, I, I can't, I can't be, I can't be gay because obviously I like guys too. Um, and of course there were like anime characters and, um, other teachers that I, you know, had a crush on too that were, that were guys. But at the time, I did, I, I'm like, okay, it was just so incredibly confusing because I didn't really, there still is a lot of something called bi erasure, and that will be something I will get into as well. Um, but I remember in my early mid-teen years, I remember casually mentioning to my parents, um, you know, what would you think if I also liked women? And my mom thought, oh, well, maybe you're, you're just bi-curious. Now, I think definitions have also kind of changed and evolved as well. Um, and to her and to many other folks, bi-curious just means that you are just, you are curious about, you know, having relationships with someone of the same sex or same gender. 
and now there's kind of a different definition that I learned about it. Um, and there now there's something else also called biromantic. Um, and there's also something called asexuality. My mom, my mom literally thought, and this was like probably 10, 15 years, 10, 15 years ago, thought asexuality meant that you like to have sex with yourself. I, I, and of course I'm like, no, that's not what that meant. That's not what that means. Um, that has another meaning. But anyway, I will get into to some of the things I've learned about definitions of sexuality a little bit later. And it sounds like uh, there is like a wedding at a house that's nearby me that's going on. So I apologize if there's like any background <laughs> music. I unfortunately cannot control that. Um, but yeah, so I think it was yeah around the prepubescent teenage years that I was kind of going through this. I also remember casually mentioning it to my dad. Like, what would you think if I was gay? And he said, uh, well, I would be a little disappointed. Um, and so it never came up again. I, I, a lot of my, my grandparents were very conservative. Um, so I never, I knew that was just something that I was never going to talk about. <laughs> um, and even just my brother and I being in a, it, my, my brother and I being the first ones on my mom's side of the family to be in interracial relationships and marriages was already shocking. Um, my husband's half Filipino. Um, but that, that, I mean, it was still shocking to my grandparents, even though like I grew, I was, I had grown up and was raised in a very diverse area. And, um, but yeah, that things like that were still shocking to them. Like, so that's just something I didn't talk about. And even, yeah, to even my own immediate family, I never talked about it. And when my husband and I started dating, I just kind of felt like, oh, well, you know, because a lot of people will, you know, of course say, oh, well, it's just a phase, you know, um, I, I got told that about, you know, not wanting kids too. Oh, you know, it's just a phase. You'll want kids someday. You'll have kids someday. Uh, when I basically knew at 12 as well that I never wanted to have kids of my own. I'm 33 now. I still don't. But at the time, I thought, okay, well, I guess maybe I will reach that magic age when I will want to have kids. That did not happen. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's a lot of times what people will say. It's just a phase, blah, blah, blah. So at the time, and, and also not really having that representation, I kind of just didn't, I didn't really talk about it or think about it anymore, especially after I started dating my husband. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe they were right. You know, I, I'm clearly not gay. Um you know, so I just never talked about it, even though like I, I really enjoyed exploring and writing about, you know, um, characters and same sex relationships. Um, my family thought it was a little bit weird, <laughs> um, but I guess I just never really explored it beyond that. And, um, and and another common misconception is, you know, even for me too, be, before I even knew that bisexuality was a thing, like. When we see a same-sex couple or a gay couple, you think, oh, you know, they're, they're both gay or they both must be gay. When that's not, you know, that's not necessarily true. One of them could be bi. Both of them could be bi. You don't know. Um, 
and that was just a big realization for me. Um, you know, because there's a lot of assumptions that we, that we project. And, uh, and, and as I said, I'm still learning. I, you know, I don't want to offend anyone, you know, <laughs> with my ignorance <laughs> because I'm still learning a lot of different things. But fast forward probably until about five or so years ago, um, it, I was watching another video about a gal who had come out um, as bisexual. And I, there was just, there was just an epiphany, a light bulb moment where I realized that, what, yeah, I'm, I'm bi too. Like it is just, it just came full circle. Now I know a lot of people who listened to my last episode, they're like, what? Like, just like all of a sudden, like one day she, you know, like she just came up with this. Like, no, like it was a series of events. Um, it was something I didn't talk about. Um, and because I am what I've come now to learn as something called straight presenting, um, straight presenting is someone who appears to be straight. Um, it could be a man, a woman, whatever gender, um, who appears to be straight. And, and I, so I feel like my experience, you know, might be different than, than someone who's not straight presenting. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I never talked about bisexuality when I was younger. Again, as I said, I was, <laughs> had a very traumatic home life, um, and a very difficult time in school as well. Um, so there's just one thing that just, I kept to myself. It was a secret sort of, but I remember the first person I told, and it was my husband. I told him I I'm bi. I, I'm pretty sure I'm bi, and this this is why I, th I think I'm bi. Or these 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 are the things that I I've learned, and not that I was looking for his validation, but I was looking more for you know his support. And to my surprise, he wasn't really shocked by it. I I told him why and how I came to this conclusion and that it's been something that, you know, goes back to my childhood, but I never really dove into as I got older and after I met him. And, and now a lot of people, <laughs> they, when you come out or quote unquote come out, uh, especially something, you know, like by being bi, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, so does that mean that you need to go and have a, uh, you know, have sex or have a relationship with someone of the same gender. I'm like, no, not at all. You know, and one of the things that I learned was you can have a very happy and fulfilling relationship with your partner and be bisexual. Um, and all that bisexual means uh, from what I've learned is that you just are attracted to more than one gender. Um, that's all it means. And you can be perfectly happy and satisfied with whomever you're with, but it just means that you're attracted to more than one gender. And that's it. Um, and having that realization just, just came full circle to me because I remember as I grew up, you know, learning more about bisexuality, but 
I didn't, I still hadn't come to the conclusion that I was bi because I always thought if you're bisexual, you have to 50% of the time like women and 50% of the time like men. Um, that's what I thought bisexuality was. I thought it was like, you have to like men and women like, like equally. And it wasn't until I learned that there was a whole spectrum of bisexuality that I realized that there was somewhere inside of there is where I fit. And the truth is, is that you can be bisexual and maybe 25% of the time be attracted to women and maybe 75% of the time attracted to men or like be predominantly attracted to men, but maybe somewhere in there, you're also attracted to, to women as well. And I think that's where a lot of confusion happens for, for folks because, you know, here's where also the bi erasure comes in. But how do you know you've never been with the woman? And my answer to that is, if you're a straight person who's never been in a relationship at all, how do you know you're heterosexual? How do you know you're straight? You've never been in a relationship. You don't have relationship experience. How do you know you're straight? It's the same thing as someone who is bisexual and in a heteronormative relationship. And um, the, the facts are that about 86% of bisexuals are in a heteronormative relationship or in a heterosexual relationship. So does that mean those folks are not bi? No, of course not. You can, you know, you are as valid as someone who is bisexual in a gay relationship or in a heterosexual relationship. You are just as valid. But bi erasure, well, can happen all in the straight community. You know, you have you know folks say, well, how how do you know you've never you've never been with someone of the same sex? How do you know how do you know you're bi? Um, and it can also happen in the gay community where they feel like, well, you're not gay enough. <laughs> you're in a heterosexual relationship. What do you mean you're bi? So I think. In a way, I don't want to demean anyone else's experiences. I can only speak for myself. But in a way, I feel like being bisexual is more complicated than being gay um, because of that, because of the, the bi erasure that happens. Um, people aren't taking us seriously. You know, if you're in a relationship with the opposite sex, you're like, no, you can't, you can't be bi. And so I want to talk about um, bi-romantic, bi-curiosity, and bisexuality. Now, from what I have come to learn about the difference between being bisexual, being bi-curious, is that in bisexuality, as I said, you can be completely 100% confident in the relationship that you're already in. You don't feel like you need to go and have an experience with someone of the same sex. Uh, bi curiosity could eventually lead into bisexuality, but is kind of more of a questioning. I feel like it falls more under the Q and the LGBTQ questioning because you aren't 100% sure of your sexuality, whereas bisexuality, um, you were confident about being bi. Now, at one point in time, I feel like I could have been, I fell, I fell under the Q category uh, especially in my younger years, I definitely felt under the queue. 
And then it wasn't until I was older. And I honestly, I'll admit, I'll do like a Google search because I'm like, you know, when you hear about people coming out, it's usually around, you know, when they're younger, um, you know, preteen, teenage years, things like that. Of course, you know, there's a couple exceptions to that. But I'm like, can someone come out like in their late 20s, early 30s, you know? Um, and it seems silly to me now, but yeah, like if for anyone who may be listening to this podcast, the answer is yes, you can come out anytime in your life. Um, and again, I don't feel like I need to broadcast about being bisexual, but there is something that is completely liberating about feeling the 110%, you know, feeling at 110% at ease with yourself, knowing who you are inside. And really, I think that's the most important part, knowing who you are and accepting it, accepting yourself. I feel like that that needs to come before expecting the acceptance of anyone else because let's be honest, you know, there might be people in your life who may not entirely accept it or accept you or believe what you're saying. But there is something liberating about just feeling, oh, you know, everyone knows, like, oh, I can just be me. I'm not weird, you know? Um, there is something to be said about that. Now, another thing, let's talk about biromantic. So biromantic is similar to asexuality in the sense that biromantic is like bisexual, but without the sexual component. Now, if you're in a biromantic relationship, um, you are in a relationship um, for um, ingesting the rom the the romance, <laughs> the, every, you have everything but the sex. Um, and that's similar to asexual because asexual means you have no sexual desires. So in a biromantic relationship, you may be romantically involved with someone of the same sex or same gender, but not have the, sec the physical component, the sexual component. So it is similar in that way and that you know there are so many um there's so many there's also aromantic um you know not how you know and, and that could be in a heterosexual relationship too you can be romantically fulfilled by someone of the same or opposite gender but not feel the need to have the physical or sexual component so that's what i've come to learn about the definitions. Um, of course, everyone thinks it may have their own unique uh, perspective. Again, I just wanna <laughs> reaffirm that I'm still learning. I'm still learning, but I am completely confident who, who I am. And there are a lot of misassumptions now. Actually, my mom and I had a talk at, at length about it. Um, previous generations had, when they think about bisexuality or by curiosity, have different definitions or what they were taught um, certain things meant. Um, for example, <laughs> bisexuality to a lot of maybe Gen X or boomers think that, you know, you need to go have a physical relationship with the same sex to 
to be considered bi. But it's just like, when you think about it, you know, um, I have friends who have, have no relationship experience. That's like telling them that, hey, how do you know you're heterosexual? You've never been in a relationship. That's the same exact thing, you know, that you're doing to someone who, or saying to someone who is bisexual. Because um, you don't, all it means is you're attracted to, to, one or, to more than one gender. That's all it means. <laughs> and doesn't mean that you need to, you need to like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like, I need, I need to have sex with the same sex uh, partner. Doesn't mean that at all. Now that's my own personal understanding of it. And so I think that's where the struggle is, especially with bringing awareness. Um, I'd say I'm a pretty forward thinking person. Again, I <laughs> was raised in a very heteronormative society. So there's a lot of things that I am still learning and so I'm still shocked by. And I, I feel like we all can be ignorant to some extent, but it's, you know, are we open to learning new things as time progresses? Because essentially I feel like, you know, as we, as times progress, um, we're always learning. It's, it's just like, you know, when at the beginning of coronavirus, you know, we didn't think that, you know, masks were effective and then science came out masks were effective it's ever changing and a lot of people are like oh well you but you said this one minute and now you're saying this and how how do you know and so my aim is not to get political here but you get what i'm saying that it's things are ever changing and as we move <laughs> with the times like we're learning we're facing a plethora of new information and we're always always learning and I, I'm still always learning, um, and about the definitions to things, um, and what it means to be part of the LGBTQ community, um, and, you know, having more than two genders, always different things that I'm learning. So that has been my experience, but yeah, um, it was completely liberating invalidating for my husband to accept that information um, and you know he's still learning it too of course but thankfully he comes from a very progressive family and background that he didn't think anything differently of me um, but I <laughs> kind of had a sense of how a lot of other people would react to that and I hope that this episode helped kind of clarify some things and and like helped you to learn if you or even someone in your life who's coming out as bisexual um, to be more supportive and how you can help them um, there is also something very similar to bisexual bisexuality called pansexual. Um, now there there are still evolving definitions about pansexuality as well. Now, pansexuality is I think it's similar to demisexuality. So demisexuality 
And at first I thought I was demisexual because for me, I need an emotional connection with the person. Um, basically, it means you need to have an emotional connection before having a physical relationship. Um, and I believe that can go with bisexuality, heterosexuality, no matter what you just, that's what that means. Um, it could be to anyone. Now, pansexuality is similar in a way that now by a lot of people intertwine bisexuality and pansexuality as attraction to more than one gender. Um, for me, I saw the, I, I mean, it could always change. I don't like to say, I don't like to speak for future me, but I feel solidly bisexual and confident in the fact that I am bisexual. Now, a lot of folks identify as pansexual, um, meaning you can be attracted to anyone regardless of their gender. Um, you could be attracted to someone who's trans. Uh, you can be attracted to someone um, who is gender fluid and doesn't identify as male or female. Um, it's There's more diversity in pansexuality, um, meaning you could just be attracted to, to anyone regardless of gender. Now that is my understanding of the difference between pansexuality and bisexuality. I know um, people will, some people may agree, some people may disagree because things are just ever changing. But that is my understanding of the differences between pansexuality and bisexuality. I don't believe I am pansexual, at least not in this moment of time. I feel like I am solidly attracted to both men and women and not beyond that. Um, but again, that can always change as definitions are changing, people are changing, we are very fluid. Um, I'm always learning about myself. Um, I'm always learning to, I'm discovering new things. For example, I used to be 100% a t-shirt and jeans girl, 100%. Tomboy, t-shirt and jeans, probably up until about the last five or six years. Um, and when I discovered how much more comfortable wearing just even a casual dresses compared to wearing jeans and uh, shorts, I was, I was forever changed. <laughs> I was swayed. I went on to the dresses camp. Um, I'm like, wow, these are so much more comfortable. And um, yeah, so <laughs> I... I am no longer a t-shirt and jeans guy. I honestly hardly ever wear jeans anymore. I never thought that that would happen. I was always like a t-shirt and jeans girl. Shorts, tank tops. I still do wear tank tops sometimes, but I don't really wear jeans or shorts too much anymore. Um, and then during the winter time, fall, I love my hoodies, my oversized tops, long sleeves with leggings, sue me. Fall's coming up, and yes, I am a pumpkin spice gal, although I do like pumpkin flavored things, but I also really love apple flavored things as well, pretty equally. Um, I don't like Uggs, overpriced. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, people, some can say I'm a basic white girl, I don't know. Um, so, I... <laughs> I, I, I'm not crazy about pumpkin pie. I, maybe I'm just tired of it, but I love discovering pumpkin cookies. Oh, so good. Pumpkin cookies are the best. I think I discovered those probably about six or seven years ago. Better than pumpkin pie, in my opinion. 
But I do really like pumpkin, but I'm just kind of like, eh. Pumpkin pie is okay. It's not like the greatest thing ever, you know. Um, and, like, I'll be honest, as someone who used to work at Starbucks, I think Starbucks is overpriced and the coffee is not great. So I wouldn't say I'm even a pumpkin spice latte gal. Um, I wouldn't even say that. I'm a boba gal, you know. <laughs> if you know me, you know me, I'm a boba gal. Um, but, yeah, so I hope that... That helped put some things into perspective for you, someone in your life who may be going through something similar. I thought this would be a fun bonus episode to kind of dive into sexuality. Um, things are always changing. I'm still learning things about myself, um, but it has been incredibly liberating to just be who I am and not feel like there's something weird or wrong with me um, and meet fellow like-minded women um, who are in that camp. And I think bisexual men are also a very strongly unrepresented group. Um, and maybe because of societal expectations and norms, not you don't hear as many of them be as forward about it, about being bisexual, um, as you do gay men. Um, but they exist as well. Um, but remember about 86%, I believe that was a statistic that I looked up of bisexual people are in heteronormative relationships. And just because you don't have relationship experience, <laughs> doesn't mean you're not bi, gay, heterosexual, whatever. It just means who you're attracted to. That's it, period, exclamation point. And for those of you listening, you are just as valid as anyone else under the LGBTQ community, just as valid. And you can also be bi and be attracted more to women than men. Again, as I said, it is a spectrum. You can be bi and attracted to men more than women. Doesn't mean you aren't bi. You are still 100% completely bi and valid. And you also can be attracted to maybe 75% it is women. Maybe 50%. Maybe it is 50-50 for you. It is a whole spectrum. Um, and I think that is the light bulb moment that went off for me. Like, <laughs> you know... It's a spectrum and somewhere on it, like you can fit in and are completely valid in your feelings. So if you are having a confusing time like I did, just wanted to let you know you are loved, valued, no matter what anybody thinks, you are loved, valid, and accepted. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for sticking around with me, and I will see you guys soon. Bye!